Hi guys, I've got something different for you today. I have a, a musical scale from all sides, <laughs> if you will. I've got Dad here and then Dr. Leanne Benton, who's been with the ministry since the dawn of time because <laughs> she is the one and the only go, Dr. Benton. Thank and you. there is a specific <laughs> reason that she is always traveling with you. And why is that exactly? Well, because she sets the tone, she sets the atmosphere for an anointing to flow. And it's it's wonderful with her and it's not so wonderful without her. <laughs> <laughs> do you feel special? I do feel special. And, and how exactly does one set the tone? Well, I don't know if I can describe it musically. I just know that what she plays provides a, a foundation okay. for the anointing to flow through me. And uh, there are more miracles when she is playing the piano very gently, not playing a particular song, but just playing under it. It may sound unusual to somebody, but it's true. So what do you play that And, and she that? does it on our television program. She right. plays, oh, yes. you know, you hear her on our television program. Because she is the one and the only. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it that you play that does what he is describing? Well, it's not a specific song because I don't want to control someone's yes. thoughts not, not and their minds, what's going melody. on. Right, I just, I'm that trying to provide. That might be a key provide. though. That might be yeah. something specific. It's not a specific song. No, it's not a specific song, but it does, I hope, create the atmosphere for healing, hmm. miracles, and for ministry to, you know, flow easily. And it does. And that's what I try to do, set that up. People ask me all the time, who is that playing? It's just wonderful. <laughs> I know. Can I steal her? No. No. <laughs> so what yeah. is it about the music itself that sets the atmosphere just from your perspective. Well, it, it comes across to me, now this is just me speaking, yeah. it comes across to me with a spirit of praise and worship that is undergirding the service. And uh, I know when it's there and I know when it's not. Is that why you usually start with that in, in any church service, at least that I've ever been to, most of them, you know, you start with praise and worship and then you have a message and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You usually start with praise and worship. Yeah. Is that the reason why? Yes. Well, I think it's, uh, it's one of the reasons, surely. This may come across as not, um, how do I put this? Uh-oh, 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 <laughs> um, watch out. Not polite, but um, oh I've been to many services where I walk in and the music is just so bad that <laughs> I have turned off mentally for the rest of the service. And it's hard for me to even listen after that because I'm usually sitting there. I have occasionally taken the, you know, the thing you get to fill out the notes and I filled out my own notes you and folded it up and put it in the offering so that they have someone explaining what they need to do next time. You mean it has a sort of a funereal feeling. Uh, funereal dad, or, or something a, else that is just not good. I was in a service once with my dad and the praise and worship was so bad. And my father leaned over and said, when do we view the body? Yeah. I mean, it was so bad. It, and, and he was very particular. He wanted, he wanted an atmosphere to begin to minister. And that's what I want. I yeah, want an atmosphere that I can begin to minister. And I'd, I'd rather have nothing than have the wrong thing. So if you go into a situation or you find yourself in a situation like that, what can you do? You, not as, <laughs> not as the, the patron in the pew like me who is, who is filling out, <laughs> you need your XYZ because this is bad. But from a, the perspective of someone, let's pretend that you have just taken over uh, a church or ministry and, and you want to set that atmosphere and perhaps someone doesn't know how, what would you do? What would I you would, tell them? I would find someone that has an anointing on their music ministry that you feel and I would bring them in to teach my people. 
What would you do as someone who has worked in actually instruction and education? Well, I would also say that it's not just about the uh, worship leader. It's also about the pastoral staff. And I've always said the senior pastor is actually the worship leader. So people do watch what's happening with the pastoral staff, not just what's on stage. And they are leading into worship as they are mm -hmm. in the auditorium. And then as they walk on stage, they take that. It's like a baton toss mm -hmm. at church right now. But I think we're always on and we're trying to lead people into the presence of God, all of us, mm -hmm. not just the worship leader, but the pastor. Yeah. And I, I also don't think it's just about style. Like we're always talking about, oh, I didn't like that song or I did like that song. It's also about substance. It's also about spirit. So we got to get past the style into the heart of what is being said. Mm -hmm. And I really do think picking the right songs is really important. What you're saying, the theology, and are you talking about you or are you talking about God? It's really hard to worship yourself. <laughs> but if you're <laughs> talking about God true. and the praising and, and keeping it vertical, it makes a huge difference. Well, it's also very difficult to worship the Lord when you have to read all the words on the wall. Yeah. It's got to be in your heart. You know, when I go to a service and, and everyone's just watching the wall, uh, <laughs> reading off the wall, that to me, that's not praise and worship. True, but this is where you and I would greatly differ. <laughs> because <laughs> how do you ever, if they don't know, well, are you born knowing it? Did, were you born knowing the words to how great thou okay, art? But no, after, you had to read it and learn but, but it But after six point. months, <laughs> Fine, but if if that if after six months that has not caught on, perhaps it's time to put Maybe that on the back burner and try something else. But and I'm not saying you should only do exclusively new songs because you shouldn't, especially if you're introducing a new song. At least for me personally, you have to have something familiar in there, if not a, an entire set that's familiar. If you're going to stick a brand new song in, I think. The only way to ease people in is to have the familiarity mixed with it. Jordan, Absolutely. to me, it's it's the old adage, um, something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. You you have something. You have. I said old. Uh, <laughs> well, that's what I said. Isn't, you, that, the, isn't that the wedding thing? You, yes. You you <laughs> you, you mix. Mm -hmm. You have you have something that touches everyone. You well, that's a the something hard balance to find, I think, because finding a place that has worship that you and I would both like is a bit of a needle in a haystack well, sort of a situation. Uh, you, and I, you and I both fell in love with something just recently. All three of us were together in Korea That's right. at the Church Growth International Conference with Dr. Yungi Cho. I serve on that board and Jordan and, and Leanne were there to lead worship in, in a couple of the services. In fact, once without even knowing going to do it. Yeah, the surprises without anyway, sound checks are fun. Uh, there was a group of young people from were college students from UCLA and from USC that were there. Mm -hmm. And I thought, now this is a bit of an older crowd. What are they going to do? Oh, as soon as I saw them on stage wearing the USC and UCLA sweatshirts, I was overjoyed. I almost jumped out of my seat. I was so excited and, and because Jordan, it was an older was, crowd and I was not <laughs> expecting that. I was interested to see how some of the older people uh, were, going to, were going to take their worship. But mm -hmm. Jordan, they had such an anointing. They were so powerful. First of all, they were talented. They were, and, 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 and they were anointed, and that's. Let me tell you, well, that's hard to get. Yeah. It's hard to find someone who has a who has talent, real talent, yeah. plus has the anointing on it. Right. Yeah. Uh, and and they were just tremendous. I was just weeping. Yeah. People in the crowd were just weeping, and I'm 70 years of age. Here are these college kids. It was tremendous. Lynn Jordan yeah. is possible. It is possible, and and they were not only a pleasant surprise in that when I saw them and I saw they were young, I was like, oh, thank God, we're gonna get some young songs and not just him after him after him. <laughs> I'm out. I can't handle it. But then it was like not just the young part of it, 
it was as if you could see the very heart of each one of them when they were singing and playing and worshiping. And it was so precious. And you really felt whether I happen to know all the songs because most of them were a little more contemporary and modern, maybe not brand new, but a lot newer than what we had had sometimes. But more than that, even the, the little words that I didn't know, it was you could still feel the presence oh, in powerful, the room. And powerful it, presence. It almost knocked you over. It was so good. It was just fantastic. So it is possible to have both, that we all three from our different perspectives mm. and backgrounds fully, completely found the perfect balance in them. But if that's not the case, how do you find how do you find that balance for especially if it, if there are two people that we're trying <laughs> I mean we don't always necessarily go to the same church as he's gone most of the time anyway but when we do if one of us isn't complaining the other one of us is it's almost <laughs> impossible to have that service where we're both like huh I mean that experience in Korea is not the norm where we both really loved it and felt the spirit. So how do we have but that? But here we were in Korea experiencing a worship set that was probably designed in California and it worked. Yeah. And For I think the reason why song. it worked wasn't about the song set, but it was about, first of all, they were prayer warriors, those kids. Like we were in Prayer Mountain a couple days after and we watched them. They were in the front row. They weren't leading worship, but they were leading the prayer service, <laughs> right? Yeah. So really to were. see them leading spiritually in that way, not on stage, you just realize, oh, there's more to it than just the music. There's the heart of the person that's, that's up there leading. They weren't performing. They weren't performing. No. And that's the difference. Uh, I see a lot of performance today. Oh, absolutely. But I'm not interested in performance. I want worship. I want worship. Because when the praise and the worship goes up, the walls come down. Miracles begin to happen. It sets an atmosphere. It sets the table. Yeah. It's hard, though, to find the people who have those good, prayerful, wonderful, loving hearts who really are just there to worship, but also not only have some semblance of talent, but actually know what they're doing and have practiced. And a lot of them, I, I've met a few, one in particular, I will not mention who it was, I don't even remember his name, but a specific service I was in, and he was like, oh, you know, the keys don't matter. The keys of the songs <laughs> you're wanting there. to play don't matter because I'll just let the Holy Spirit lead me. <laughs> I, I, I almost threw up on him because I thought, I appreciate the heart behind what you're saying. I want to feel the Holy Spirit leading me. And if he leads me in a different direction than I'd prepared, I would absolutely follow. But you have to have a foundation underneath it in which to follow. Because if I were to just wildly do this in no key, there's gonna be no spirit behind it. So how do you have that foundation there's underneath it? Well, there's nothing more powerful than excellence, and with the anointing. They both have to be there, has to be equal. So yeah. you have to be skilled. It, said, it says in the scripture that the skill will make room for you. Your skill, mm -hmm. that doesn't mean you woke up and you were skillful, it means you were, worked at it and you became skillful at something. And so as a worship leader, I think we have to be the best musicians, we have to be the best singers, the best writers, and you know, bring people into the presence of God because we are skillful at what we do. We're yeah. not just doing it because, oh, we can play in the key of C. Yeah, <laughs> and that's not perfection. Right. Nobody's perfect. I'm but not perfect. I'm not the greatest. skill and power naturally. with anointing yeah. together. It wasn't an accident that David could let go of a sling, a slingshot, <laughs> and hit Goliath with a stone in the forehead. He had practiced. Absolutely. He was out tending the sheep, practicing. Mm -hmm. He had killed a lion. He had killed a bear. Uh, the Bible talks about 
a group of young men who could hit a single blade of grass with a stone from a slingshot. I don't know if David was one of those young men or not. Perhaps he was, but he had certainly practiced. He was ready. Yeah. He had natural ability. Now he had the anointing of God on him too, right. but he had natural ability. Yeah. He had practiced and there's nothing short of practice. Absolutely. That's why, that's why NFL teams, NBA teams, Major League Baseball teams, they have practice. They have batting practice, they have throwing practice, right. they have hitting practice, they have catching practice, they have kicking practice. They practice, right. they go back to basic training so yeah. they, can, they can relearn what they've already known. There are so right. many people who would say, well that's fine, they're playing sports. They're not in church, that has nothing to do with church or ministry or worship. But it's a principle. It's, but it, it applies principle. to everything, yes. it has to. And there are, are others who've asked me before, well you're just a musician, like really? You come from this bunch over here and that's, the best you can do or what you wanted to do and I could tell that they were almost judging me for not doing more and first of all I'm used to people judging me for things that I really couldn't care like less at all about like I'm like whatever who cares what you think I don't know you Nancy Sue and I don't care what you think <laughs> but like that's the perspective that they have is something that is so common and it just it baffles me because it's it's like you see that from your perspective as I'm not doing something worth much. But when you look at the grand scheme of things and you actually know people who know what they're doing in their positions, this is what sets the tone for that. Because without him feeling like he's come in and he's ready to start praying for the sick and listening to the Holy Spirit and calling out the words of knowledge that come to him. If he doesn't have that preparedness and he doesn't feel the Holy Spirit atmosphere already, it will not happen the same way that it would if the Spirit was already there and the room was prepared and the atmosphere was ready and ripe for those miracles. And that's the thing that a lot of people don't understand. I remember one crusade that Leanne was not in and there was a young man at the keyboard and I very nicely asked him to go and take a seat somewhere else <laughs> because he was not preparing an atmosphere. It was, it was, it was not good. And I, I would rather have nothing at that point than have something that wasn't working. Because the problem is then you're constantly thinking about the distraction and you're not focused on what you are there to do, which is to pray for the sick and to pray for miracles and preach the word of God. Yeah. And without having the atmosphere set, it is a vital component, especially especially for you as someone who's also musical. I think it's even more important because you probably notice things that maybe others don't. But in any situation, having the atmosphere set, there's a reason that David in the Bible was a musician. He was not just a preacher, teacher, healer like some, although that's great. I'm, those people are wonderful and you need them. But he was a musician and he brought in an atmosphere and that's what he did. He would he would play and he would bring in the presence with what he was doing. And there's nothing about that that should be slighted. There's nothing about that that isn't worthy or isn't important. And I think it's easy to forget that music really is a big part of worshiping the Lord. Jordan, the Bible says that a troubling spirit would come to King Saul and the only one who could soothe him was the praise and worship music of David. Mm -hmm. I find myself even sometimes when something's going in my life that is just not going the way I want or I have a situation or a battle that I'm facing that the only thing I can do is there, I have like a little short playlist of certain worship songs specifically that I know will just reset my mind and put me back into a place of 
worship and praise and thanksgiving in the midst of the storm or the situation. And nobody's talking can talk me out of certain things. There's, there's certain battles that I face that there's nobody can talk me out of it. No one can make it better by talking or by sitting still. The only thing that changes the atmosphere within myself in some certain, in certain circumstances is the worship. And it does break strongholds in a way that sometimes other things can't. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to remember that there is a reason for it and it is something not to be you know, pushed aside as something not important because it is. And it doesn't take the place of the preacher or the message or the miracles or anything like that, but it's part of it. It's a compliment too. It's a compliment And that's why too. we're going always with him, right? Always. It <laughs> yes. prepares the way. <coughs> we got slided from India. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's talk about <laughs> India for five Sorry, minutes. Uh, yeah, so uh, we got Buddha from Team India and she has definitely not forgotten. I will not forget. I, Neither I will he. I remember, but yeah, but she has not forgiven him about that because we feel our need is vital at all times. Very, very. All, all trips. So future of India, we're coming for you. <laughs> but I, I hope that this has given you some idea of how worship plays into the entire big picture of ministry. It's not just, you know, one little section, oh, well, the praise and worship, but it, it actually kind of, it, it's all part. We are all parts of the body, each of us playing our own role, and we are all equally as important as any others, but also valuable and unique and should be practiced and worked on and it's not just something to say oh we'll just come and wing it you know it needs to be something that you pour your heart into and you work on do you have to be perfect no of course not I'm not perfect I make mistakes and I sing terribly often but I practice and I make it a point to know what I'm doing so that it's kind of on autopilot that way I know enough practice and I'm ready to go so that if the Holy Spirit leads me elsewhere I'm ready and I can look at Leanne and go oh, 911 I gotta change your song ready. and she's That's ready right. because we have practiced and we put in the time and also we're listening to the move of the Holy Spirit well thanks for tuning in I hope you enjoyed my little panel of <laughs> love and light and music from all sorts of the ages we cross <laughs> all borders here from from young to old thanks for tuning in <laughs> <laughs> hope you've gotten something out of this. I hope that you'll enjoy your next worship service and you'll try to ask yourself, which side of the spectrum am I on here? Am I loving this? Am I hating this? <laughs> and if you are in worship or you're a worship leader, I, I hope you know that we are so thankful for you because it's, it's often a thankless job when you're working in ministry because you're not the big kahuna sometimes. But I know how much work goes into that and I know how much heart goes into that. So thank you to all of those who work in the worship band or in the worship department or spend their time writing out chord charts, which is so boring. <laughs> but you are so important and we're so thankful for you. Thanks for tuning in today and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to our podcast. As always, you can find additional teaching and resources from Richard and Lindsay Roberts and request prayer at oralroberts.com or call the prayer group at 918-495-7777. We believe God wants you healed and whole in all areas of your life.